What is cracking, ladies and gents? And welcome back to the island. Jay Sahoda, Balalahi. Another week and another episode of Baller Island. A lot to get through on this episode. Some crazy finishes in the NFL this past Sunday, including Vikings, Bills, Cowboys, Packers. Two crazy overtime thrillers. We're going to talk about those games. We'll also talk Jeff Saturday getting his first dub as an NFL head coach over the Raiders. We'll talk that as well. Maybe even a little World Cup at the end as that gets going next week. But we'll see how that goes. But a lot of NFL stuff, so keep it locked. Stay tuned. Got a lot of football talk coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. What's going on, folks? And welcome back to the island. Jay Sahoda, Balal Lahi. It was an absolutely wild Sunday in the NFL. This was finally the Sunday that we've been waiting for. Crazy games across the board. Two overtime games that were absolutely insane. This Vikings-Bills game was atop there as one of the wildest endings that I've ever seen. We're going to get to all that. Maybe a little bit of soccer near the end. FIFA World Cup starting next week. Um, so we'll maybe get a little bit to that as well. But we're going to take majority of this episode talking about the gridiron. Because what a Sunday it was, B. You said it last, last week at the end of the episode. Is this finally going to be the week where we get some good games? And we got it. Game of the year, hands down. Catch of the year, hands down. Top five catch of all time, maybe. Like, that that was just unreal. Absolutely unreal. Finally, we got a good game. Um, And and the Packers-Cowboys game was amazing as well. So, um, yeah, good Sunday, man. As an absolutely insane, an absolutely insane game. This Vikings-Bills game. It got to the point where the Bills are up 17. I was thinking, oh, man, this game ended up being a little bit of a dud. You know, I thought I expect a little bit more. Cousins is still Cousins. The Vikings are overrated. You know, the Bills are back. And then the Vikings just didn't go away. And my Lord, this was one of the most impressive performances by a wide receiver. What Justin Jefferson put on display in Buffalo yesterday afternoon going 10 for 193 and a touchdown. And like you said, one of the most clutches catches I have ever seen on a fourth and 18 in a arguably one of the most hostile environments in football. That was incredible. What this Vikings team did, what Justin Jefferson did, this defense came up when it needed to. What a game, what a finish. And we're going to dive in more into that throughout this episode. But like, That was definitely up there. I don't even know what shocked me more. The Jefferson catch and then Cousins getting stuffed short and then Buffalo thought it's over. We got it. And then the the one thing we didn't expect to happen at all, I don't think anybody would have expected the Bills to fumble the ball on their own goal line and the Vikings go ahead. Now you're thinking the Vikings win it. There's 37 seconds left. But the thing is, you got 37 seconds and Josh Allen's on the other side. And what happens? They trot down the field in 37 seconds to tie the game. Absolutely sensational game. Sensational ending. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the it, it's been like a few weeks now, like where the Bills have not looked like the the juggernaut that they did at the start of the year. I mean, Josh Allen had basically three key turnovers in this game. Um, last week against the Jets, he had a few as well. It's like it's looking like they're 
a little bit human. And then on the Viking side, I mean, coming into this game, you're saying if they just kept this game close, I would have felt better about the Vikings. Um, just don't get blown out. Like, nobody was really expecting them to win. They've flown under the radar this whole year. They're in Buffalo. Buffalo's a better team. And then Kirk Cousins just has these games where, like, sometimes we're like, yeah, you know, oh, my God, it's Kirk Cousins. Can't play in a big game. But then he'll just have – sometimes he'll just make throws, and you're just like, what the heck is – he's actually good. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's so wishy-washy. Sometimes he looks really good. Sometimes he looks terrible. And then – Dalvin Cook did his thing. Justin Jefferson, are we saying now he's, like, the best receiver in the league? Where are we with that? Top five catch, maybe ever. Who knows? But unreal. Like you said, the fourth and 18 to do that at, like, that's just beyond. Like, that's what a superstar does, man. That's That, that was top-level stuff. Kirk, Kirk and Jimmy Garoppolo are literally replicas of each other. They're both the same. They're both treated the same by the media, and we look at them the same way in the sense that they'll make some boneheaded throws, and you're like, exactly like you said, you're like, oh, Cousins is still Cousins. Jimmy, the same thing. Oh, that's just Jimmy. But then they'll make some throws, and you're just like, holy crap. Like like you just said, they're actually good. It's like, no, they have it in them because they're both good quarterbacks, but then they have a tendency to make some bad decisions. Kirk Cousins has made two throws as a Minnesota Viking to me that have been the signature Kirk Cousins plays of his entire career. And number one was his first ever playoff win against the Saints Mm -hmm. in the Superdome to, I think it was Thielen, not Diggs. It was Adam Thielen on, I think that was a fourth down too, to set up the game-winning touchdown. That was the throw of his career. Then he has this on Sunday to Justin Jefferson. This is right up there with that of one of, if not the best throw of his entire career. He had to launch that up there, but Justin Jefferson, I mean, good grief. Like, this dude, like I said, I I haven't seen a wide receiver take over a game like that in a while. Like, I know we've seen Cooper Cut do it a few times last year. I know we've seen Devontae do it a few times over the years. But for Justin Jefferson to be like, just give me the rock, I got you, was just an unbelievable, unbelievable. And the Vikings, and I'm going to pose the question for you in a second. I think a lot of people have been asking themselves about the Minnesota Vikings. And then we're going to get to Buffalo because Buffalo, there's a lot to, to digest there. So, but I'll start by asking is this with Minnesota and then we can move on. Does this now kind of make you believe more in the Vikings? Because I know everyone kind of said, last time I brought it up, I think two, three weeks ago, I was saying, the Vikings are five and one, and nobody's talking about them. And I kind of gave him some, you know, some respect. You were more on the end of, mm, well, I'm not really there yet. How do you feel about the Minnesota Vikings now? That's a great win, but it's the same thing. Like, okay, are we gonna be like, you know, are, is anybody gonna take the Vikings? Is anybody gonna take Kirk Cousins against Tom Brady in a playoff game? Fair I'm enough. not gonna. I'm not gonna take that. Um, the good thing is, is they're going to be the two seed probably, or the mm-hmm. one seed, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be the top two seed. Playing in Minnesota is a, a tough place to play. They got a really nice crowd, but Kirk Cousins, prime time. That's the biggest question mark. I mean, their team is loaded, and we said this last year too. We're like, their team is loaded. They're winning all these close games. Um, it's just like Kirk Cousins, prime time, man. But. The NFC is super open. Like, they, on a talent basis, I would say it's your Niners, these guys, and 
I think those are top, just just strictly talent wise. I think those would be the top two teams. But you got to put Philly up there too. I mean, I'm saying more from a, a skill, guys. I think these guys have more talent than them, uh, no. or like just like kind of like all pro level dudes. Like just like I don't know, more explosive dudes. I I don't know. I just think I would put them a notch above it. But fair enough. Fair enough. I think Philly Philly's younger, so I can see why you'd put the Niners and the Vikings over top. But Philly's just up there with the amount of talent. Like they are absolutely loaded talent on both sides of the football too. I'd put I'd 100 put them in that class. But I get what you're saying. The Niners and Vikings definitely have more experience. They got game breakers. They got game breakers. Yes. Yeah. I'm like I'm not putting AJ Brown in the same class as um, Debo or Justin Jefferson. I'm not putting. Miles Sanders in the same class as Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, right? Like those dudes that are on Minnesota and San Francisco can straight up take over a game. That's true. Yeah. And it's uh, Philly's a little more balanced. You know, they got the dudes in the trenches, all pros on that side, but it's different kind of, you know, in a playoff game, this dude, like we just saw Justin Jefferson can just straight up take over the game and just win you a game right then and there. Yep. Yep. No, fair enough. Fair enough. No, that's a good call. I, I like that. And I, I agree with you saying the Vikings, again, you don't want to go there playing a playoff game. Yeah, they're in that dome. That place is going to be rocking. And the Vikings pretty much, it's the two seed to lose for them. And then if the Eagles slip up, then the, the you know, the one seed would open up and they could probably jump that. But they got to keep pace with that there because they also lost the head-to-head back in week two. But the Vikings look good. Buffalo, I don't know. <laughs> It's the one one part of me is like, wow, and the other part of me is like, this is why I love the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are the sixth seed in the AFC right now, B. The sixth seed in the AFC. They dropped with two losses and those two division games. They are now, they went from being the number one seed in the AFC, home field advantage, two losses, two division losses later, and a fumble at the goal line to lose to the Vikings. The Bills now drop all the way to the sixth seed and in third place in the AFC with two games left against your New England Patriots. Last year, last year they were rocking and rolling at six and one, seven and one. We're like, oh, the Bills are just going to, you know, trample over everybody. And then they have that weird loss to Jacksonville and they get blown out by Indy. They're doing it again this year in the middle of November. I don't know. Maybe it's just a November thing with this team. I don't know. But is it too early to say the Bills are in trouble or not? It's not. They're not in trouble. Agree. The Josh Allen stuff is a little bit like. A little worrisome. A little bit worrying. Like, it's not like, yo, we everybody had him penciled in, MVP, best player in the league, right? And it's like, okay, like, relax. You know, he's, he's not had a, lot, a good couple weeks. Like, bad turnovers. It's like a little, um. How do I say it? A couple of years ago, before Josh Allen really became Josh Allen, and it was like, wow, look at his upside. We'll wait till he cleans up this stuff. It's a little like reverted back to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yep. It's like, yo, you should be better. You shouldn't be making these same mistakes now that you're an MVP level guy that you were a couple of years ago. Because he had like a handful of throws in this game where you're like, what the heck was that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, that's like. Those are the type of throws that Herbert makes. Yeah, he's in his second, third year. Not not you now, right? These aren't like upside level throws. Um, so it's a little worrisome, but they're not the jug. I think we can all pause on the 
super juggernaut that we all thought they were going to be in the first couple of weeks. And um, that division, man, they might not even win the division. I think the, I, I think the Bills will be all right. Like I'm with you, and especially knowing, yes, they are all currently 0-2 in the division, but three of their four remaining games in the AFC East are in Orchard Park. So that's right, they end in December. So the Bills have the advantage there, and I do think they'll be okay, and I do think that it's still their division to lose. However, the Miami Dolphins are playing really good football right mm-hmm. now. They're on a roll. The Jets are coming out of a bye, and that's a big game on Sunday against your Patriots. I think the winner of that, if the Patriots win that game, that division could be turned upside down when they go to 6-4, and four, and now all of a sudden they're right up there with the Dolphins. And they still, like I said, they have two games left against the Bills. But if the Jets knock off your pass in Foxborough, now there's a little bit of separation there. So that's a big game in terms of, you know, dictating how the AFC East kind of goes there. The Pats already have one up on the Jets. But the Bills, they really need to win those AFC's games, but it, it really comes down to Josh Allen. Josh Allen, they should have won that Jets game. He kind of cost them late in that game. They had a chance in this Bills game, and it kind of cost them again there too. He needs to limit the turnovers because otherwise this is going to be tough. The thing that I worry about most with Buffalo, and I think a lot of people have said this today throughout the media, is the fact that these costly losses might just lose it. They might win you the division, but they might lose you home field advantage. And you may have to go to Arrowhead for the third straight year in the postseason when, sure, you got the head-to-head. But now these dumb losses in mid-November, the Chiefs keep rolling. You now lost the number one seed. And now instead of you having Casey coming to freezing cold Buffalo in January for the AFC Championship, you now may have to go to Arrowhead and do it again. That's what I'm thinking for Buffalo right now. That's kind of the biggest thing. No question. This division comes first. Because this division has been the best it's been in years. But... When you look at it this way, Buffalo, I, of course, talent-wise, it's still their division to lose. They still have four games left in the division. Three of them are at home. But that number one seed, man, you do not want to make this a fifth year in a row, have it be the Arrowhead Invitational again. Well, what's up? Josh Allen even misses any time. Now you're really, like, hanging by a thread. So you can't yeah, afford... Yeah, now they're really in trouble. You can't afford to lose that game against the Jets. You, I mean, this game, it would we would have all felt better way more. Like, if Josh Allen's hurt, you don't play him then, and we're feeling a little bit better about the Bills, right, if he doesn't play in this game and they lose this game. And then he gets more rest, and now we can play the whole season through, right? Now, if he plays his game, they lose, and let's say his injury gets a little bit worse, and now he has to miss more time, even more time down the line. Now, that's, that's like the worst-case scenario because you're just like, you played through the injury, and you didn't even get the win, and you couldn't miss time. Um, so that would actually be huge. Like they, they might, they could literally skip all the way down um, to a six or seven seed, maybe even out the playoffs if he misses any time at all. Yeah, yeah. This this really does all hinder on seventeen. One, how he plays if he stays healthy. A lot of this hinders on how 17 plays. So really tough loss, but man, that was that was an absolutely insane ending. I mean, Bills Mafia's they went through it all. Vikings fans went through it all. For hell's sakes, I was I was a neutral fan watching this game, and my emotions were up and down watching this game. That was just pure entertainment. Um, and then it just got even better into the late slate because this Packers Cowboys game 
once again lives up to the hype. It seems like every single time these two teams play, it's always down to the wire. And it's almost as if this is exactly what Aaron Rodgers needed to get back on track. It seems like every time when Aaron Rodgers needs to get going, just play the Dallas Cowboys and he'll get right back on track. Packers won this game in overtime at home, 31-28. This was Mike McCarthy's homecoming to Lambeau Field. But the Packers got the job done against Dallas. Two costly interceptions by Dak Prescott in this game. But Aaron Rodgers got some help, man. Christian Watson seems to be his new favorite target, at least one game in. Mm -hmm. And there's always some uh, wide receiver controversy, too, with that CeeDee Lamb uh, pass interference should have been. Um, but yeah, it was really, I mean, like Dallas kind of blew this game. Like how did, how did they not hang on to this game and win this game? Um, weird calls all over the place that went against Dallas, the non PI against the lamb, but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the difference week to week from last week to this week was like ridiculous. You throw three um, picks in the end zone last year, last week, this week, you're just hitting Christian Watson deep on everything throwing ropes all over the place. I mean, this Packers team should not have even been underdogs. I don't think at Lambeau because Lambeau still Lambeau, right? It's impossible to play there. Yeah. Um, but hey, the team that we kept giving the letdown of the week, arrow pointing up now for Green Bay. They got a brutal schedule coming up though. That's my, my cause for concern. Yeah, no, no question. And then that's going to depend because I feel like Aaron Rodgers just needed some confidence throwing to a receiver and Christian Watson seemed to be that dude that stepped up. They desperately needed one of these young receivers to step up. And Christian Watson was that guy in this game, Aaron Rodgers for some, and and Aaron Jones had a wicked day on the ground, 138 yards rushing and make no mistake. Tony Pollard once again, balled out for Dallas running, rushing for 115 yards, but Rodgers, it seems like playing the Dallas Cowboys is just the cure that he needs. Every time he just finds a way to beat this team time and time again in dramatic fashion. But Dak Prescott turning the ball over, I mean, that, you just can't do that. You limit those turnovers. The second one over the middle, okay, yeah, that was that, that was really just a good read by the safety. But the one where you get the turnover, the Packers fumble the ball, Demarcus Lawrence with the strip sack, then the Cowboys get the ball. They get a chance to go up 14 nothing. And then Dak throws a pick inside the, the five, and that's the one that kind of makes my head scratch. And it's like, that's the difference right there. You turn that into seven points. Now you're putting Aaron Rodgers on the ropes. Instead, you give it right back to Green Bay, and what do the Packers do? They go right down the field and they score. That's the thing for me. Dak's got to take care of the ball because this defense does what they need to do, and they keep them in games. But Rodgers, man, he he looked bad. And I'll tell you what, B, we've been talking about nine weeks now in the NFL season of how Brady and Rodgers have not looked themselves. They looked a whole lot like themselves in week 10, mm-hmm. and that's a scary sight in the NFC. Um, but the, I think think the Cowboys will be all right. I just think they this, this was a tough loss for them. But you don't want to give Aaron Rodgers life, and that's what they did. And now that's the cause for concern. But like you said, consistency is key and they got to recover real quick because they got the Titans on Thursday night and the Titans are a weird team. So that could be a tough game for the Packers. It's a winnable game, but it could be a tough game there as well. Um, So we'll see what happens there um, for the Packers. Um, But yeah, speaking of number 12, let's go to this game in Germany here, Bucks Seahawks. And speaking of guys who look back to normal, 
Tom Brady, this is the most I've seen this dude look back to himself since last year. Tom Brady looked like himself, and the whole time watching this game, I was like, oh, no. This is not good for everybody else when Brady's looking like this. He felt like he had an extra pep in his step. They, it was really like they, um, they felt like they should have more than 21 points. Like, there was like a couple like momentum killers, you know, when they're driving, like especially that Leonard Fournette throw to like, it's just like, oh my God, doing, that was, that was just pure entertainment. I don't know why the hell they decided to do that. Like you, why the hell would you have old man Brady run a go route with a corner who's a whole lot more athletic? Like that, that was just no, no. I don't know why Leftwich pulled that out of the hat right there. That was a bad time. But yeah, you know what it was? It was like Julio was there. Julio made some plays, right? Um, they had this kid Rashad White come in. Oh, he was awesome. They were finally able to run the football, right? They had like 160 yards on the ground. Their defense really did a number. Like, Seahawks didn't score. They scored a couple garbage-time points, made it interesting a little bit at the end, but not really. Um, but they were stuck at, like, what, three points for a majority of the game? Like, the Bucks' defense did a great job on the Seattle offense that's been balling out. The run game was there. Just the O-line play in general, finally Brady had some time. And then, like, what happens, man? This is, like, the Tampa team that I expected – um, all year so far, but they're getting some guys back. They're getting a little bit healthier. I think um, if this dude Rashad White comes in and is playing like this, um, this team is, is going to be real dangerous. Yeah, I'm with you. Rashad White looked awesome. This dude, some of the cuts this guy made was impressive, and that's the jolt this Buccaneers run game needed. You, Yeah, you were damn right about that. Um, this game taught me a lot about about both teams, really. Like you said, Tampa's defense arguably had the best game of their season, um, and they've been banged up. They've lost a lot of guys throughout the season. And then this offense, like I said, Brady was just making some of those throws that it's like, I've seen these throws before, man. And it's just like when he gets like this, that's, you know, that means trouble. And really, other than that one play call, like you mentioned, I don't know why on earth Byron Leftwich decided to, to do a pass play from Fournette to Brady made absolutely no sense. And it was bad timing too. Other than that, the Buccaneers looked really good. Now for Seattle, I learned a lot about them too, in the sense that this is a this is a good football team. This was a game where I was gonna say, I'm like, if Tampa comes in here and beats the snot out of them, we're like, okay, Seattle's overrated. Can they actually stick with a team that's good? They're just not playing very well right now. And the Seahawks had, like you said, they had three points for a long period of time, but they stuck with it. They got some key turnovers. Gino got some scores. They stuck around, even with the crazy layover coming all the way from the Pacific Northwest and coming all the way cross country to Germany. Like that's a massive layover for that team. Like that was a six thirty a.m. kickoff for them back home in Seattle. Like that was the the time change there was messed up for them. And the fact that they only lost this game by five when this offense was completely flat in that first half. It was fairly impressive. So I think I learned a lot about both of these teams. And I also learned a lot about Germany. I know that they were rocking as, you know, with soccer and all that. Like, I know the atmosphere there um, in that stadium for Bayern games is absolutely electric. That crowd was rocking for this game. Yeah, I felt like they were doing the wave for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah. No, literally. It was it was a heck of an environment. I, I definitely hope the NFL continues to 
continues to do games in Germany because that was fun. And they're going to keep the international series going as they had to Mexico City next week. So big game there. Learned a lot about both teams. I'm speaking about learning a lot of guys or learning a lot about guys. The Indianapolis Colts did it after all I, I, that. I knew it. I knew it. I think we both had a really weird feeling that that was going to happen because because it was the Raiders and they're playing the Raiders and I think we all saw that coming. But like I said it last week, I was like, if they if Josh McDaniels and the Raiders lose this game, man, I, I don't know. And I, I know they talk about all this stuff, but like assurance and we're going to keep him in two and seven. He's doing a great job. Spare me, man. Spare me. These are games that they should have been able to finish. I'm with Devontae Adams. It doesn't seem like a lot of these guys are bought in. Because if you do, you come out and win the games you're supposed to. You come out and you finish games. How on earth do the Indianapolis Colts, who have been through the ringer this season, some dudes who are experienced and are trying to win championships like Darius Leonard, like DeForest Buckner, like Stephon Gilmore, like Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor, these are dudes that are trying to win a championship, and it's been anything but that this season. They come out here with Jeff Saturday, who comes out of nowhere to be their head coach in a week. They don't know him. He doesn't know them. And he got these dudes to fight for him in less than five days, and they go out and get a win on the road. That's pretty damn impressive. I, I, I picked the Colts last week to win this game, and it was like, um, did you see uh, Derek Carr in the press conference basically yeah. crying? Yeah. And it's, dude, you would have thought that the Raiders last year, with all the shit that they went through last year, this w- that would have been the season. Um, you know, you had the Gruden thing, you had the Rugs thing, you had 15 different things that were going on that were like season ending, like catastrophic, like things for your season. They somehow make the playoffs with Pitball Rich. And then this is the year where you're like, yo, we add Josh, uh, well, you add Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs is playing out of his mind. This team should be better. And it's two and seven now. It's straight up pathetic. Like, how many weeks do we give it before Josh McDaniels is back in New England being the offensive coordinator? Honestly, I, I told you it should have been today. Like, I, I'm shocked. Like, you're two and seven. You just lost to a team that has had literally like no reason to come out and fight really. And now all of a sudden the Colts put themselves back in like relevancy. We went from last week saying they're done, they're tanking. And now the very next week because mind you, we haven't even gotten to the fact that Matt Ryan comes out of nowhere and starts on Sunday after we thought he was gone he for the year. gets a 40 yard scramble. What is that? How he was playing a... good. He, get, uh, he ran for 40 yards on one possession. How are you the Raiders and you let a f- Matt Ryan run for 40 yards on a play? Then they had that. Did you see the the fumble and on the last drive too? And then the Raiders don't recover that. Like you're the ball is right there. There's no Colt player within 10 yards of that ball. And the Raiders dude doesn't get the ball. And they lose that game. Like you have you're losing to that play, which happens in Peewee, they make that play. You're letting Matt Ryan. Run for has Matt Ryan ever ran for 40 yards? I don't think like, he's ever ran for four yards. You a hundred thousand percent deserve to lose that game if you're letting those two plays happen. Oh, a hundred percent, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it you learn a lot from this Raiders team, and you learn a lot about this Colts team because, like I said, how does a team come out ready to fight with a guy that they don't even know they've known him for literally four days? 
and that dude gets them to fight on Sunday, yet a team with Josh McDaniels, he can't get them to fight. Like, it just it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and I, I'm agreeing with Devontae Adams. I don't think a lot of this team is buying in, and that's not a good sign. I don't I don't think Josh McDaniel should stay. And you made you make a good point, B, of how the Raiders were almost like that team of destiny last year who went through so much garbage in the first half of the season and went on a run. Watch that end up being the Indianapolis Colts. I swear to God, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I honestly would not be surprised. Like it, it, a lot has to happen, but if they come out and they fight like that every Sunday, I don't see why they can't at least push the Tennessee Titans to try and win that division. Because like I said, the talent's all there. They were just an absolute mess for the beginning half of the season. But if they actually play together and they play good defense and Matt Ryan becomes Matt Ryan again and Jonathan Taylor finally looks like Jonathan Taylor, this Colts team is good. They were a good team. Yo, you know what was crazy? It's crazy. Jeff Saturday's been bashed, right? The whole week, uh, the Colts have been been bashed for hiring this dude. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on his tail. Like, come on! How many? How much bad coaching have we seen this year? A like, lot. We've seen so much bad coach. How much bad quarterback play have we seen this year? So much. Yeah. Like literally, it feels like there's not a single quarterback who's played a good, like a really, really good season. Like, like it's like everybody's just been terrible coaching and playing the quarterback. So if you have one dude, like you get rid of Frank Wright. Okay. So now if could like why not you know Jeff Saturday no coaching experience but we all know he's a leader all he got to do is come in you know get the group together and he did that that's already like puts you ahead of like 20 coaches i feel like just by just by leading no x's and o's just use common sense lead the guys and be you know like give a great post game speech and you're already ahead of 20 guys Ryan comes in makes a couple throws you're already a top 15 guy like there's the bar is so low anything is above what how bad frank reich was and josh mcdaniels is on the other side like why put stephen a smith on that side man what's the difference <laughs> you make a point you honestly make a point it's it, it's such a wacky situation man but i it's funny because we both kind of saw it coming like it just I don't know why the Raiders continuously do this every single season to themselves, but it's it's pretty disappointing. But I, I honestly think now next week should be interesting because the Colts host the Philadelphia Eagles, who if they hold on tonight against the Commanders, will be nine and going into that game. So <laughs> it'll be it'll be very interesting to see if the Colts can at least push the Eagles or are they just gonna get blown out by forty. Um will be very interesting. So that that might actually be a pretty interesting game there. Um, two more games here. Then I really don't want to touch upon a ton, but this Lions Bears game was pretty entertaining. This Lions team just really doesn't go away, and Justin Fields once again goes crazy on the ground, and the Bears put up another thirty. Like it's this offense is playing well, but this Lions team just does not give up. They're they're so weird week to week, man. This Detroit team. One week they put up thirty, the next week they have a complete doozy of like. You know, either getting shut out by the Patriots or putting up 15 against Green Bay, something like, you know, it's just like I, I can't figure this team out. But they're very – I don't even know. They fight. I guess that's just the word. They fight. They play definitely to their opponents, I would say, you know? Yeah. 
No, they do. And then, hey, they've won two games in their division. So they're not, again, the way that I've said it all year about the Lions, they're still learning how to win. And these last two weeks were impressive. I mean, for God's sakes, they're on a two-game win streak right now. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed with how they've been able to do it. And Dan Campbell understands that they're learning how to win. That's the only thing. They're learning how to win. They're a talented team. But I'm like, I know what you're saying. You just you never know what you're going to get with this team. But it's the same thing with the Bears. You don't know what you're getting with that team either. But the Lions, all of a sudden, they're 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 no longer in last place in that division. So it's it's not a given anymore. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. But the Bears' offense continues to get better. They're learning how to win too. But that was a fun game. It was honestly a fun game. But Justin Fields, man, this yeah, dude. all of a sudden, I don't want to understand. Like at the beginning of the year, we were talking like, yo. Is this dude even going to be around in, like, two years? Like, he's making no throws at all. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, now, like, the last three, four weeks, what? He's, like, must-see TV. Is he the most fun quarterback to watch? Imagine Justin Fields on the Lions instead of the Bears. Yeah, I mean, the Lions... I don't even know, though, because, like, the Lions is, like... I'm yeah, I could yeah, that would be pretty cool actually. I don't even know why. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because he's balling right now, but it just he doesn't seem like he's getting a lot of help. Yeah, no but league. he's also not like in that in that second half, I think he completed like one pass. You know, in the yeah. whole second half or yeah. something like that. But so he's it's like killing it on the ground though. He's going absolutely but it's like don't you feel like we get with this like every couple of years when it's like the the quarterback has a ridiculous flash in the pan running season and then the next year it's like what the hell happened like he yeah. absolutely get like the rg3 thing like yeah who whoever like even the year lamar kind of burst onto the scene the next year he struggled like crazy remember yeah and it's like it's always gonna happen like that so justin fields is hella exciting right now to watch even with kyler murray right mm-hmm. um it's super exciting to watch right now but he's gotta eventually throw the ball yeah, no, 100% agree, 100% agree. I'm rounding out the Week 10 scores. The Niners edged out the Chargers on Sunday night, 22-16. Man, these boys got off to a slow start. Um, the Chargers got out quick, but they found a way to win at the end there. So they Yo, does your boy Kittle just not get um, catches anymore? Or what's going on? Nobody does. Debo only had like two catches too. It's just, it's going to be different every week with this offense. There's too many guys on this offense that, you know, you got to feed the rock to everybody. So some weeks there's going to be people that have like hardly any catches. I think we needed to get them involved a little bit more last week, but I don't know. It was, it was the Elijah Mitchell show last night, but the Niners offense was struggled last week. They looked a little I, sluggish coming off. The I, I was going to say, I, I feel like like 22 points Um, they finished with or something like, like yeah, 22, yeah. right? Like it, it feels like that should have been way more than that. Like, they should be yeah. scoring. Like, they got way too many weapons. Yeah, yeah. It was a typical game off the bye week. The Niners always kind of suck off the bye week. The The lucky part is they won. And that's where mm. I'm going to take it. Um, because, no, it wasn't a pretty game offensively. The defense, they looked really sluggish in the first half. And then they looked back to who we know they are in the second half, which is good. And the Chargers are going to cut them some slack because they're down bad with injuries right now. Yeah, yeah. And they played hard. They played hard. Justin Herbert played hard. DeAndre Carter played hard. Um, they kind of just bumped into a, a really good defense in that second half and couldn't get anything going. But without Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, it's been kind of tough on them. They've lost some guys on defense too. 
Um, so the Chargers are they're banged up, but they're they're still fighting week to week. So I'll give them that. So we'll see what happens next week for both those both those teams' big games, both playing in prime time. Rounding out the rest of week 10. The Cardinals beat the Rams 27-17. The battle of the backups in this one. Stafford was out with a concussion. Cardinals without Kyler Murray with a hamstring injury. Cole McCoy took over. Cardinals win by 10. Be are the Rams done? I think they're dead. I think they're dead. And then this is in the NFC that's so wide open too. Um, to get one of the seven spots, like, come on. But I'm thinking two or three teams from the NFC East. Like, yep. You know, you got the Tampa. I think even two teams from this division not being the Rams, which is crazy. Yeah. And um, Seattle and and uh, your squad, and then the Vikings, and then I think the last team in, like the last team that could, you know, crash the party, the Packers maybe. Packers. But yep. I don't think the Rams are even in the top eight. Yeah, I don't either. They're already down bad, and I think the real crushing and Cooper blow. Cooper Cup yeah. now, man. It's... Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm like, that's that's the real crushing blow to me for this team. Um, they're saying high ankle sprain. He's going to be sidelined for a handful of weeks. So but it done. was it was going to happen. Like, what did you expect when you were grinding this dude every yeah. single week for two years now? Like, come on. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, McVeigh kind of screwed this offense over because they – they didn't. They did now. What like? What are they gonna do? Who are they gonna throw the ball to? Like they don't. They can't run the football. Awful. Yeah. Like I don't. This is about to be terrible. Actually. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it's kind of showing. Like I don't know what the hell happened to Sean McVay. To be honest with you, like the dude started out this creative mind, great leader, doing so many like dynamic things on offense. And now they're just not. They're not creative at all. They're not dynamic. They don't run the football. They're one-dimensional. That and is now, the craziest thing, yeah. And now you lost the one dude who is your offense. I don't know what this team's going to do, man. And Odell can't save you now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this team's going to do. And the, the craziest thing is they can't run the football. Because when he was first got into scene, it was run the ball with Todd Gurley. Uh-huh. And yep. play action off of it. And yep. that's like that's how good their offense was. And you made that call like when he got Stafford, it's like yo, he got too amped up just throwing the ball, and mm-hmm. he went completely away from it, bro. And it's like he can't get back to it for some reason. You know what I'm saying? It's no. like he's he's bored of running the ball or something. And now they don't even have like the personnel to do it either. So it's just it's gonna be a wreck for for the Rams. Yeah, it makes no sense to me because look at Seattle for example. They lose Russell Wilson, but Pete Carroll's like, nope, I'm sticking to what what I want to do. I want to do what works best for us. We're going to have a young offensive line, and we're going to go, we're going to get Kenneth Walker, we're going to run the football. Seattle 6-4 and four in first place in the NFC West. The Niners stick to their run game. What are they going to do? Nope, we're going to go all in. We're going to get Christian McCaffrey, and we have Elijah Mitchell. We're going to run the football even more. And they have weapons on the outside, too. The Rams don't like uh, commit to Cam Akers, commit to Daryl Henderson. These are decent running backs, or go out and get someone else. Like I don't know what the Rams like are doing, and I and all the blame to me goes on Sean McVay for that. So the Rams kind of deserve where they're at to be right now. The Cardinals got away with one, to be honest. Um, I think they got away with Stafford being out in that game, and Colt McCoy was the better backup in this game. But I still think the Cardinals are kind of done, and I think unless they upset the Niners in Mexico on Monday night, they're done. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I think this is uh, a last season. I mean, 
it might just be better for you know them to hold out Cooper Cup the whole year, let him come back all juiced up and healthy next year, um, because this is the a last season. That was the final blow right there. Yeah, if if they don't go on a little run here and win two or three in a row. Yeah, shut down Cooper Cup for the rest of the season. It really depends what happens. And they got the Saints this week, which is nothing. But then they got to go to Arrowhead and take on Kansas City. Good luck to them in that game. Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17. The Giants beat the Texans 24-16. I, I told you last time, the Giants win every single game exactly the same. It's the same thing every single week, but they just find ways to win. Steelers beat the Saints. Oh, go ahead. No, they had to rush him. They had to rush. Uh, they won thirty-five times to win that game, which is crazy. Ooh. I mean, they they uh, they really had to work for that one. Yeah, I don't know how much they totally trust Danny Dimes. Is all like Saquon's been the guy for the Giants on offense, and it's been a pretty awesome comeback for him. I think he really deserves to to be the spotlight of this offense. But when it comes playoff time. Danny Dimes is going to need to make some throws, and I, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because I, can he go up against a Tom Brady? Can he go up against a, a Jalen Hurts, a Kirk Cousins, a Dak Prescott, a Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll find out. Um, even, even Geno Smith, for God's sakes, he's, he's even playing. Like Geno, Geno's made the throws he's need to this season. So we'll find out. Danny Dimes hasn't had that, that moment, right? You know what we talked about earlier with Kirk Cousins? We talked about it with Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts. Danny Dimes hasn't had that moment yet where he's need to make a big-time throw. He's made some big-time runs, but a big-time mm-hmm. throw with the game on the line, I'm kind of waiting for that out of him. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, so Steelers beat the Saints 20-10. to 10. They finally break their losing streak, get back on the winning side of things. The Dolphins all over the Browns, 39-17. Titans beat the Broncos 17-10. Panthers upset the Falcons 25-15, and then... We've got the Eagles up 14-10 to 10 on the Commanders midway through the second quarter. Do the Commanders find a way to upset Philadelphia? We'll find out. A game ball, B, who you got? I think we both got it. I mean, I don't know how anybody could have not have it, but it's Justin Jefferson, man. Yep. He, like, we already talked about him. Let's talk about this conversation, though. Is he the best receiver in the league right now? He, he's got to for me. Like he, like this. Him, I'm gonna say this season, the 2022 okay, season, right now, Justin Jefferson, 100. percent Tyreek Hill, I would say, is is right up there. Oh yeah, he's and up the, there. And the numbers he's put up this season, because I think he's probably leading the league in receiving. Um, but it's between those two, and I, I mean, I would, I would take, uh, I think I'd take Justin Jefferson. But yeah, game ball, like, like we talked about earlier, man, dude took over the game flat out. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Justin Jefferson's got my game ball. Like I said, that was by far, by far one of the most filthiest performances by a wide receiver I've seen in a really long time. I'm going to put him over Tyreek Hill because no question, stats wise, right up there. Explosiveness, right up there. But Tyreek Hill is more a part of a dynamic offense where Justin Jefferson's like, give me the rock. I'm going to get you this dub. Don't get me wrong. Tyree kills like that too. He's had a ton, those, a ton of those moments in Kansas City. But in Miami, it's more of a little bit of Waddle, a little bit of Mostert, a little bit of Wilson, a little bit of Tyree Gray, a little bit of everything. But in the Minnesota, it's you got Dalvin Cook in the run game. But when I need a play, Justin Jefferson's the guy that I'm going to with the game on the line. That was an absolutely epic performance. So for me, Justin Jefferson's number one right now in the league. Team of the week, who you got? 
We're going the same way here too. Minnesota, man, how could they not be eight and one, beating the juggernaut Buffalo Bills? Um, I don't know what else you could ask for from this squad to go into Buffalo, win that game. Got to be feeling good, man. Team of the week, hands down. I'm actually going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I think this was with the season that they've had to come out on the road with Jeff Saturday as head coach and get a win in Vegas was very impressive. I'm going to give the Indianapolis Colts the team of the week. For Matt Ryan to get benched, come back, play that kind of game, this defense comes out, they fight. I got a lot of respect for that team for how they, because they could have responded in so many, they could have been like, screw you. I'm not coming out. I'm not playing with you. You know, you're in over your head, blah, blah, blah. Like we talked about earlier, it does say a lot about Jeff Saturday, but it also says a lot about this Indianapolis Colts football team for coming out and responding. They're my team of the week and biggest letdown. Who you got? Going on the opposite side, man, the Raiders. How could it not be? You're going against the, ESPN analyst as head coach, man, you got to win this game. Like, especially um, you had so many chances. You had the fumble right there. You had the lead. You, like we talked about, you just didn't make the plays that you have to make, man. And it's like terrible coaching. People aren't bought in. Whatever it is, should be no excuse for losing that game. Uh, oh, 100%. There was absolutely zero, zero amount of excuse for the Raiders to drop that game. I'm going to go to Buffalo, man. Like, the, And I'm going to say this for this one specific play because they they did come back and they did drive down the field with 30 seconds left and tie the game. But how on earth do you fumble that ball? You have one job and you, and you let that ball out of your hands. All you needed to do was get it. You were Josh Allen. You're a massive dude. Run up one yard and that's it. You take a knee, boom, game's over. And instead, you managed to fumble the ball in your own end zone and give the Vikings the lead. I don't know how you do that. To me, that one play in itself, massive, massive, massive epic letdown for the Buffalo Bills in that one specific play. Um, All right. Since it's week 10, before we get to the week 11 predictions, um, we're going to go through the playoff picture real quick. So every week now, since we're in that time of year, in the AFC, Kansas City's got the one seed sitting at 7-2. and The Dolphins are now in the two seed, sitting at seven and three. Titans sitting at six and three. Ravens at six and three, sitting at the three and four. Your wild cards are Jets, Bills, and Patriots. The whole AFC East is currently in the playoff picture in the AFC. In the NFC, you got the Eagles at number one, Vikings at number two, the Seahawks still at the top of the NFC West with a half game lead over the Niners at six and four. They're the three. The Buccaneers are the four seed, and then the wild cards: Giants, Cowboys. 49ers yeah I think on the on the AFC um I expect the Jets to slip and I would say the Bengals get in um that would be the only change I would make I think the Chargers I still don't think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs um but the Patriots and I think the Bills wind up winning the division so the Patriots Dolphins and and the Bengals would be my my wild card and then the NFC it's got I think it's the seven teams are right there I think I would just switch up the Seahawks and Niners for the division. Um, but that's pretty much it. And the only other team that's got a chance is Green Bay. Yep, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you on that. Um, like I said, I think that Jets-Patriots game this week is huge in terms of kind of dictating how the division race goes and how the wild card race goes. So that's a big, big game there. Mm-hmm. Let's go to it. Week 11, 
Thursday night football, big game here. The six and three Titans head to the four and six Packers. Can the Packers keep it rolling and keep the momentum going in the Thursday night at home at Lambeau against Derrick Henry and the Titans? Yeah, it is an interesting game, but I'm going to say, I'm going to take the Packers in this one, 21 17. Um, keep it moving at Lambeau. Why not? I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think the Packers do keep it rolling. I'll take the Pack 26-17. The Titans just haven't shown enough on offense for me, and if the Packers keep that momentum going on offense that they had last week, that's a scary sight. I like Green Bay at home. Eagles at the Colts. Yeah, no, no. Lightning ain't going to strike twice with the Colts here. I think the Eagles um, just go crazy. 31-15 uh, to 15, uh, uh, Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles 31-17. I think the Colts keep it close in the first half, but the Eagles manage to get away from it in the second half. Jalen Hurts goes crazy. Colts can't stick with them, and the Eagles keep things rolling. Lions at the Giants. This could be a fun game, man. This could be a fun game. I did think the Giants were going to lose one of the two, um, but I can't see the Lions winning three in a row. So I'm going to take the Giants at home um, 24-21. The Giants win the exact same way every single week, and they're going to do it again. 24-21 over the Lions. I'm with same you. The, scary, Lions, the Lions, the Lions, like I said, I, I'm with you. I can't see them winning three in a row right now, and the Giants are going to test you. This, both teams fight really hard, so this is actually going to be a pretty decent game. This will be a close game, 100%. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But the Giants just seem to squeak out way more of these games than the Lions do. I'm hoping the Lions are the Giants next year, right? Where they, they're they learning how to win. The Giants right now, they're winning football games. They're finishing games. They're not pretty. They're not high scoring, but they're finishing games and they're finding ways to win. I hope the Lions learn from this year and last year from learning how to win and they end up being 7-2 and two at this point like the Giants are next season. Rams at the Saints. Boy, this is a dud. Yeah, straight up. But it's in the Superdome. I'm going to take the Saints here. Um, is Stafford playing in this one, or do we know? Most likely, I think he. Yeah. I think he'll be back. It don't matter. The offense ain't gonna do nothing without Cooper Cup, though. But I'm gonna take the Saints, twenty three seventeen. I I can't see the Rams dropping to three and seven. I, I can't. The Saints haven't been playing good football at all. I think the Rams find a way to get it done, twenty six twenty three. I just I can't see it happening against a bad team like the Saints. And then you got to go to Kansas City next week. They need this one bad, and I think they find a way to get it done. I don't know how they're gonna get it done but they'll find a way to get it done. Patriots and the Jets. Yeah, I can't see. I think Zach Wilson's been absolutely terrible this year, and I can't see um, him doing much against the Patriots' defense. This is going to be super low scoring. I think both defenses are actually pretty good. I mean, the Jets' ones are pretty good too, but I'm going to take the Patriots here, um, 24-17. This is an odd game where you have both teams coming off the bye week, and I think I trust Bill Belichick coming off the bye week more than I trust Robert Sala, just obviously due to experience here, and the Patriots are at home. I like the Patriots 23-16 over the Jets. It's going to be a close game, but I think the Pats' defense, they get to Zach Wilson. I'm with you. Zach Wilson seems to be the one weakness of this Jets team right now. Yes, they're a young team. They're also learning how to win, but this defense is playing good ball. They're running the football. Some of those young receivers have been stepping up lately. But do I trust Zach Wilson, especially against this Patriots defense that's playing really good lately? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I like the pads at home. Browns at the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills win this one, but it's not going to be pretty either. It's not going to be convincing. I think they went 27-17 here. The Bills get back on track in this one, but the Browns are a pesky team. I know the Dolphins blew the crap out of them this past week, but do not count out the Browns. 
but I can't see the Bills dropping a third straight game. I like the Bills at home 30 to 21, but the Browns will stick around, man. If you don't, if you don't mm-hmm. do what the Dolphins did and just like put your foot on their neck and call it a day, they will stick around. So the Bills have to do that, man. They can't let them stick around. Bears at the Falcons. Yeah, this is going to be a weird game too. Um I'm I feel like the Bear is the Bears should win this one, but I think the Falcons will take this one here and the Falcons will win. Um 28-24. The Bears keep moving it, but they just got to win these games eventually. The Falcons are struggling right now, man. I thought they had something going, but now they're kind of showing the Falcons team we expected them to be and this Bears offense is rocking and rolling. I'll take Justin Fields over Marcus Mariota right now. He's playing much better football. Take the Bears 29-24. Panthers at the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens run up all over them. 38-17 here. Um, they just kill bad teams. They just kill bad teams. Yeah, the Ravens look really good right now. They're coming off a bye. Baker's getting the start for Carolina. Even though they've had a long week, doesn't matter. Ravens run all over Carolina at home. 34-16. Commanders at the Texans. Uh, I feel like the Commanders are low-key kind of good, man. I, I think the Commanders win this game, um, take care of business here. but And don't count them out, man. Five, If they win, you know, I think they're right in the mix. Four and six, if they lose today, they could be still in the mix. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, commanders, 23-17. It'll be interesting to see what this Commanders team does tonight against the Eagles, man. It seems like they're hanging around right now. I know division games get kind of weird. I'm with you, man. This team just responds to Taylor Heineke. They don't give up when he's a quarterback. I like the commanders on the road against Houston 27-17. Raiders at the Broncos. Whew, another dud. Yep, 4 o'clock nap time. I'm going to take, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I I just can't help myself, man. I'm going to take the Raiders here. Uh, 24-21. I'm with you. I like the Raiders on the road. I Both teams are playing awful football right now, but I'll take the Raiders 19-17 on the road, getting a field goal to win the game. Bengals at the Steelers. Bengals, man. Bengals are, are starting to you know, play well. Steelers, I can't see them winning two in a row. Uh, Bengals up 28-7. I think the Bengals get it done, but it's going to be a close game. I'll take the Bengals 20-17. to They're both coming off a bye. or The Bengals are coming off a bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'll be a little bit sluggish in this one. They're on the road. Pittsburgh, they're coming off a win. Um, it, it'll it'll be a tough game, but the Bengals will will get a, will get the job done this time like they should have week one, but they'll get it done this time. This is a big one. Cowboys at the Vikings. This should be a fun game. Yeah, letdown game written all over it for the Vikings. Super high off that win. Can't expect them to win this game. I'm going to take the Cowboys here 23-20. Ooh, yeah, I was kind of tempted to take Dallas too in this one, but the Vikings are at home. I think they fight. it's going to be a close game down the stretch. I like the Vikings 27-24. It's going to be a close one too. I'm with you. You're coming off a game like you did last week. High, high emotions. It was intense down to the wire. Um, same with Dallas though. But now they're going on the road, but I like the Vikings by three. Chiefs at the Chargers. This game's always fun. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs are, are going to really put it on and show everybody that Yo, why is nobody really talking about us? We're the we're the best team in the league, man. And now they're gonna put up 38-21 Chiefs. Yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one, 33-27. It's gonna be a close game, but Chargers, unless they get some dudes back for this game, which I have no idea if they will. I like the Chiefs in this one by six. But the Chargers, for some reason, always find a way to stick around against KC. So I think it'll still be a fun game. And then last but not least, in Mexico City on Monday night, the Niners and the Cardinals. Yeah, how many primetime games does your team got, man? I'm going to take the Niners here, 
um, 21-17 in a sort of similar game to last week. Yeah, they got one more after this against Seattle. Um, but I like the Niners over Arizona, 31-23. think there's going to be a large Niners crowd in Mexico for this one. Uh, I just think the Niners will be too much for Arizona, whether Kyler plays or not. Niners, I know they haven't, they've had trouble putting away Arizona over the last few years, but I think they managed to, to get it done this time around. All righty. Well, we'll see what happens here. I was 7-5 and five last week in my picks, so we'll see how it goes um, this week. But um, be final thoughts. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll see how we follow up this past Sunday because this Sunday was crazy. Um, crazy stuff happening in all sports right now, too. So, like we were talking about it, the World Cup starts next week. I mean, Canada's supposed to have a pretty good team, so that's something new. No doubt. Yeah, FIFA World Cup does start next week. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it throughout the next few weeks as it goes on. And like I said, yeah, like you just mentioned, big shout out to Team Canada, man. It's first time in our lifetime that they're in a they're in a World Cup, so that should be interesting. Um, as long as Alfonso Davies stays healthy, I mean, this this team this team's gonna be pesky. But they got Belgium in their first game. It's that is not that is not gonna be an easy game whatsoever. But should be a lot of fun to see if they're able to come out of their group. Um, there, so that should be fun. That kicks off on Sunday as well. Um, Ecuador against Qatar, the host of this World Cup, so that'll get underway on Sunday and that will go through till December 18th. So, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked, we got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. Enjoy week 11, folks, and enjoy some soccer as well. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.